0: Welcome to the audio version of Lift Your Eyes: Reflections on Paul's Letter to the Ephesians. By me, Lionel Windsor, New Testament Lecturer at Moore College, Sydney. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 2. This God I teach at a Sydney theological college that's right in the middle of one of the most irreligious parts of the Western world. Our campus sits between a long established, determinedly secular university and a vibrant, socially progressive inner city suburb. And quite often I join in with a group of college students heading out into our community with the aim of engaging people in conversations about Jesus Christ. The results varied. We've had some great conversations, and some not-so-great ones. Some people say no straight away, with various degrees of politeness. Others are happy to talk for hours. But one thing I've discovered, and been a little surprised by, is that there's a large number of people in our community who believe in God. However, what people actually mean when they say they believe in God is another question. It's highly varied. People believe in a supreme cosmic force, a benevolent sovereign, an unknowable other, and a great moral police officer, among others. Even the various atheists we meet have very different ideas about the kind of God they believe doesn't exist. What do you think of when you hear the word God? The Bible's all about God. But since the concept can mean so many things to different people, it's important for us to come to grips with who this God actually is, and what he's like. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 2, in the introduction to his letter, Paul says some very important things about God. I'm quoting, Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, Paul uses the exact same formula in many of his other letters. But this isn't just a cliched formula. It's not just Paul's version of to whom it may concern. Paul repeats it because it's such a good summary of certain amazing truths about God. It's not everything you can say about God. Obviously, there's far more to say about God than can be said in a single short verse. But still, in this verse... There are some profound things we can learn about God. Things that are also important for understanding the rest of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Firstly, God is a God of grace. Paul begins, grace to you. The word grace is a gift word. God is a God who gives. What kind of things does God give? How does he give them? Lots of things according to the rest of Ephesians. Firstly, and most wonderfully, God gives people who believe in Jesus the gift of salvation, that is, forgiveness, life, and a relationship with him forever. This grace is completely undeserved, because by rights, we actually deserve God's judgment. So Jesus gave himself for us. He died for our sins and rose from the dead so that we could have that salvation. God's grace is also lavish. God has made us his children and showered his grace on us. And his grace, his gift, calls forth a response in us. It makes us into people who want to love him and praise him and live for him. Now salvation is central to God's grace. But God gives us even more. He's also given us the gift of knowing him and knowing his plans for the universe through Jesus. He gives us strength, strength to know him and live for him and stand for him. And also he gives various kinds of other gifts to each one of us to enable us to speak about Jesus and serve and care for one another and to bring the message of Jesus to the world. God has given Paul the gift of preaching the gospel to all the nations. And to each one of us, he has given us grace so that we can speak words of grace to others. God is also a God of peace, according to Paul. Now, peace doesn't just mean the absence of war. In the Bible, the word is often equivalent to the Hebrew word Shalom, which is still a standard greeting in modern Hebrew. It means well-being in the biggest sense. It's about us and our relationships and our world being right and whole and as they should be. And this idea of peace is important for understanding God and his activity. God is the one who made everything. He's the creator of the whole universe and of each one of us. But the world, including our own lives and relationships, are not whole and right and as they should be. There's not perfect peace in our world, is there? There is human sin. And hopelessness, stupidity, hostility. Yet God is a God who actively makes things right. How does He do that? He does it through the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul keeps talking about this in the rest of his letter to the Ephesians. God makes peace between Himself and us by forgiving our sins and saving us from judgment. Jesus' death on the cross makes peace between Jewish people and the nations who would otherwise be in a state of hostility. The gospel itself is a gospel of peace, because it brings about reconciliation with God and unity between diverse people who believe in God. And ultimately, God's great purpose is that all things will be summed up in Christ so that all things are made right and whole and as they should be. The God who gives grace and brings peace is described as God our Father. God is not an impersonal force. He is personal and he relates to us personally. We can pray to him, ask him for things, praise him, speak with him and know things about him. He gives us good gifts and he's in control. It's a beautiful thing to know God this way, as a loving, heavenly Father. However, it's important for us not just to think about God in terms of human fatherhood. You may have had a terrible father, or no father at all. Or you may have had a great and loving father. But whether it's the father you wished you had, or the good aspects of the father you did have, All of those things are only pale shadows of what it means that God is Father. In fact, the first way to understand what it means that God is Father is to look to his own Son, Jesus Christ. Straight after Paul mentions God our Father, he talks about the Lord Jesus Christ. The word Lord means ruler. It means that Jesus Christ is in charge. Jesus is his name. Paul is talking about that same real person who was born and lived 2,000 years ago in ancient Israel. Yet he's not simply a long-gone historical figure. He is Christ. That isn't his surname. Christ means anointed one. It refers to the fact that Jesus is the the, the one anointed to be king of God's people, the Messiah of Israel, and even more, the Lord and ruler of everything that God has made. He has died and he's risen from the dead and God is achieving all of his purposes through him. The fact that Paul puts the Lord Jesus Christ in parallel with God the Father here hints at something that is described more explicitly elsewhere in the Bible. Jesus Christ is himself God while at the same time being the Son of God. This is a profoundly rich truth. We could go on about it forever. But the main thing to say here is that you can't really understand who God is without knowing about Jesus Christ. We can't have grace and peace without the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't access God the Father without coming to him through the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't bypass Christ somehow as if we can get to God some other way. That's why in the rest of Ephesians, Paul keeps coming back to the gospel of Jesus Christ as the key to all of God's purposes for all of humanity and indeed for the entire world. Is this the God you believe in? The one who gives grace? Who brings peace? Who is your father? And whose identity and character and purposes are inseparable from the Lord Jesus Christ? Or is your God something different? Is your God a God who demands you to perform and to earn salvation? Or who has nothing to do with your world or your relationships. Or who is a distant and impersonal being. Or is able to be defined in a way that has nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. If so, then your God is not the God of the Bible. He's certainly not the God whom Paul talks about in Ephesians. This God is a wonderful, giving, powerful, personal Father who brings about all things through his Son, Jesus Christ. And that is, of course, why the gospel of Jesus Christ is so vital to know well and to share with others. The word God can mean so many different things to different people. A friend of mine has a particular line that he sometimes uses when someone tells them that they're an atheist. He says, tell me about the God you don't believe in. Because chances are, I don't believe in that God either. My friend's aim is to share the gospel of Jesus, who he is, And what he's done because it's this God who is so good and so worth coming to know and trust and serve a couple of questions for reflection how do these truths challenge your own ideas about God the fact that God is the God of grace the God of peace God our father the Lord Jesus Christ How do these truths about God comfort and encourage you? The God of grace. The God of peace. God our Father. The Lord Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Lift Your Eyes, a lo-fi audio podcast. No witty banter, no crime solved. Just me reading my reflections on Paul's letter to the Ephesians. I'm Lionel Windsor, New Testament lecturer at Moore College, Sydney. The text version of this podcast can be found at my website, www.lionelwindsor.net. Please check it out, subscribe and share.